Hello and welcome back to this new season of, I guess really a new look, Nebraska Soccer Talk. This is not Joe Cleary, as per usual. This is instead Jack Hoover alongside... Uh, I am not Jack Hoover as the usual co-host of this podcast. My name is Owen Godverson, a friend of the podcast in the past. A friend of the podcast no longer though. Nope, I'm dead to you all. Uh, Yeah, see you guys. Yeah. No, he is joining us. I, I don't want to say full-time because it's not really like a full-time job. At least we don't get paid like that. No. We hardly get paid at all. But uh, he will be joining in a much more expanded capacity, I guess you could say. Yep. I am going to be kind of just a utility man. I'm usually at all the Union Omaha home games. You can also find me routinely at Coniglio Field and really any bit of soccer in the community that I can get my hands on. So happy to join the team. It's about, it. it my, my dad had said, it is about time. It is. It really is. I mean, we both went to school for journalism, so I guess it's about time we kind of... Use our degree? Of, yeah, exactly. Fair enough. <laughs> so yeah, so obviously, um, just a quick update. Joe Cleary um, will no longer really be as involved as he used to be with the podcast. Uh, he's recently taken a new job with the Creighton Athletic Department. And due to certain stipulations, I don't really know the full uh, reasoning. It's just NCAA regulations and whatnot. But essentially, um, because of that, because of certain regulations, Joe has to take a step back. And so from here on out, or until maybe Joe moves jobs, I don't know, uh, it'll be me and Owen going forward here. Or someone else, if, you know. We're always looking for new contributors. So if you're interested, you know, give us a slide into our DMs on Twitter or Instagram or email us at NebraskaSoccerTalk at gmail.com. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, Owen, oh, do you just want to give a little bit of background about, you know, your involvement with soccer in Nebraska and all that? Yeah. So anybody who knows me knows that soccer is the thing I'm most obsessed with in the world. Uh, I have been from a really young age. Uh, there was... There was a long stretch where I dreamed of, of playing goalkeeper at the highest level, and then I realized that mm, that might not be working out. So uh, transitioned more into like the covering, the broadcasting side of things. Uh, broadcasted for four or five years up the University of Nebraska-Omaha, so up the Mavs. Uh, I will absolutely be biased towards the Mavericks on this podcast. Apologies in advance. Um, and yeah, ever since then, uh, I've been involved every single season with Union Omaha. Uh, I've done coaching in the past with Creighton Prep and with NFC Roja uh, here in Omaha. And yeah, just can't can't say enough amazing things about how much this soccer community has grown over the years. And seeing Nebraska Soccer Talk help foster that and help grow uh, this game even more in our great community. And hopefully going to uh, be helping out uh, even more and bring more eyes to the beautiful game in this beautiful city. Absolutely. That's what we're here for. And, I mean, there's few people in this community with as high a pedigree as Owen Goberson, so we're glad to have him. Uh, and so, obviously, going forward, we're going to see how we do coverage. I know in the past, when we were kind of in season, as it were, you couldn't see it, but I did air quotes there. When we were in season during, like, the college season and the high school season, I think Joe usually tried to get a podcast out at about one a week. We probably won't be at that rate. We'll just try to get them out as often as we can, when we can, because, you know, we are both, you know, working full-time jobs outside of this. But we'll do what we can to, you know, continue to provide the quality that Joe and then other co-founder Chase Hutchinson brought. 
So I know normally, you know, there'd be guests from the community and we'll try to get some of those moving forward, do what we can. You know, if we have any connections, we'll try to use them. If you're interested in being a guest, you know, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to have people talk, you know, we'd love to have referees, coaches, broadcasters, anything, you know, connected to the soccer community, trainers, whatever it is. Uh, And so, yeah, in the future, we'll be doing that. Uh, But today it's just us. And so we're just going to give some updates on the local you know, soccer scene right now. And I know yesterday was a tough day. Well, yesterday being, this is Wednesday. This will be probably going out on Sunday. But Tuesday was yeah, a bit of a tough day. Today's bro. Thursday. <sighs> Wednesday, right. Wednesday the, so we're recording on Thursday the You're 15th. Right. Uh, Wednesday the 14th was one of the worst soccer days of my life, I want to say. It yeah. was up there for sure. It was a rough one for you. Absolutely. Uh, and for those who are, are living under a rock, last night was both the number one team, Richmond Kickers, coming to town in USL League One uh, up against Union Omaha. So a win there would have taken Union Omaha top of the pile, brought them up to first place. They're still battling out for the regular season title, obviously still in a good spot for the playoffs. Um, 2-1 in the 89th minute for Union Omaha. A brace from the midfielder, J.P. Skears. And then absolute heartbreak in the span of four minutes. Richmond equalizes on... There's a lot of claims for offside. I didn't really have a great vantage point of it, so I can't really say one way or another. And then a penalty in the 94th for Richmond to uh, to snatch all three points and go from... It was originally 1-0 Union, then it was 2-1 Union, and eventually 3-2 to Richmond. It falls, and then... Elsewhere in the city, uh, at the fine, fine pitch of Coniglia Field, an absolute demolition derby from Creighton. 6-1 victors in this year's Dodge Street Derby. And as much as it does pain me to say, I cannot help but admit that this season, Omaha is blue. Yeah, Omaha is blue. It's hard to deny it. Um, That was a really, really, really entertaining game to go to. I was able to attend it last evening. Uh, the goals, if you have not seen them yet, go check them out. They are incredible shots. Creighton had their shooting boots on last night. It was incredible. It was a clinic. I have gone back and seen all of those goals, and every single one of them is as top bins as top bins gets. Um, and, it, you know, even the one outlier, I guess, in that would be Ryan Brackey's to make it 6-0. But that was a delicious ball into the middle, and, and Brackey took it really well in the first touch, so... You know, they were all really, really fantastic goals. Um, Creighton scares the hell out of me this season, man. I genuinely think this is a national champion contender. Absolutely. Uh, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get more into this game in a second. But first, let's talk about the Owls a little bit. Let's just let's dissect that, then move on to the Creighton Omaha game. There was good. <laughs> there was some good in it from there what was. I heard. Yeah. There was. JP was on it that night. He also had a 27, 28-yard screamer, whacked the crossbar in the first 45. It went about as well in the first 45 minutes as you could really get without a goal. Um, Union controlled a lot of the chances. It looked like Union had them right where they wanted them, and then the breakthrough came, and I think it was the 48th minute off a penalty from JP Skears. A uh, bit of a mix-up in the box, and I think it was... Joe Brito that took the contact to win the penalty. Um, Skiers puts it away into the bottom corner past Fitzgerald, and you're thinking, all right, we're like 
Don't have to go as late as the owls usually have. Don't have to be what would you call them? The cardiac owls. The a couple cardiac of weeks owls. Ago. That sounds right. Yeah, uh, we we were hoping that it wasn't going to be one of those nights, and then a free kick, probably about like twenty minutes later, uh, off the right hand side from Richmond, an absolute peach of a ball from Neil Vignals. I mean, what a player he is. And popping up at the back post is EVD for MVP himself. Ethan Vanacore Decker, the former Union Omaha player. It just had to be him, didn't it? Had to be. It had to be just like I knew last year in the Derby, Diego was going to be the one to score it. It's always those players. Jake Krul has scored against Union Omaha this season. It just seems like, it just seems always scripted that it's going to happen. And he popped up on Mark to the back post. Really great header. Uh, and then Skiers, obviously, with another goal off of a corner kick. Uh, he's fantastic in the air. That truly is. <laughs> I think... We saw it in the Open Cup. We've seen yeah. it all season. He's phenomenal in I the air. I feel like every goal I've seen from him that hasn't been a penalty has been a header. Yeah. The man is truly an aerial threat. He's sensational. And the fact that we've got players like Joe Brito, um, guys on the wing, Noe Meza can create across. Corey Herzog, the center forward, I've seen some really good link-up play from him this season. So we've got guys that can deliver absolute peaches of balls. And if JP is in the area and he's up for it, ooh, look out. Um, and then, yeah, just some sloppy defending at the end uh, to give up the two-all, to make it two-all, uh, unmarked. I think it, I don't remember the Richmond player that scored the equalizer to make it two-all. But... 89 minutes gone, and you're thinking, ah, oh, that's a gut punch. Like, just just hold on. Because it's Union Omaha. You can't give up on this team. Uh, they've done so time and time again. They've done so much this season to drive my blood pressure up by scoring equalizers and winners in past the 85th minute. And uh, the soccer gods taketh just as much as they giveth. Uh, and a penalty that... Union Omaha fans are claiming to be dubious. I didn't really get a good look at it myself, so I can't say one way or another. Um, and yeah, just a really fantastic penalty from Neil Vignal's into the top bins to make it 3-2 and to drive the dagger into all of our hearts. I know it's kind of a cliche expression, but it sounds like this one really was, you know, a six-pointer. Yeah. You know, now looking at the table after this game, Richmond's ahead by three points. Overall, they're on 44, and then Union Omaha is right behind them with 40, so, you know. And Greenville this weekend. Greenville this weekend. Greenville on Saturday. Uh, So, by the time you're listening to this, this game will probably be done and dusted, so knock on wood for the Bujos. Uh, And Greenville's right in the mix of it, too. This actually Mm -hmm. is shaping up to be a great title race, uh, especially because if I'm remembering correctly mathematically, nobody in League One has been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs yet, so... Things are about to get weird uh, in the third division of U.S. soccer, folks. So, so keep an eye. Uh, even, I mean, Tucson had a great result against Union the other night, 3-0. Madison, as hot and cold as they have been in, in, recent, uh, in recent games, they are looking to be pretty solid. And, yeah, this, this league has a lot of talent. This league's going to come down to the wire, and it's going to be nervous. So if you can get out to a game at Warner Park, I would highly recommend it. The atmosphere in the fall when there's important games on the line and everything. Not to say that there's ever a not important game, but the the business end of the season in the fall at Warner Park is one of the, it's one of the best experiences you'll have. So I, I highly recommend it for all soccer fans in the Metro and non-soccer fans. Yeah. Although, don't know why you'd be listening to this podcast, but... Absolutely. Uh, I mean, we, in the past, really haven't done a ton of coverage when it comes to Union Omaha. 
I know, you know, there's some great podcasts out there already. You know, our friends over at Who Gives a Hoot. I believe there's maybe a handful of other ones. There's, there's, there's actually a good amount of League One podcasts that yes. are actually really, really uh, quality shows. Mm-hmm. So. so we we will always suggest that you give those a check. They're going to have a lot more expert analysis than we are. Uh, I'm just... I'm just a fan. I'm just, we're just, I'm just passionate. We're just yeah. very passionate about this club. But yeah, uh, check out mm-hmm. check out all, uh, who gives a hoot. Uh, League One of the Rocks, I think, is another good one that's coming out. League One Review. Right. There's some fantastic ones. So yeah, but we will we will of course still be doing what we can to you know really cover this team because you know I think they've been such a gift to the you know Nebraska soccer community over the past two three seasons, and hopefully they'll continue to help grow the game here in whatever way they can. Plus some local talent. Plus out there. local talent. Yeah, exactly. You know, how could you not like that? The Minuteman Messi himself. Exactly. And then, of course, Edward Gordon out of Creighton Prep and University of Nebraska Omaha. Yes. I would not be surprised if certain like with the with the level of college soccer players that are in Nebraska right now between not just Omaha and Creighton, but also you've got Bellevue, you've got Concord. Like, there's some fantastic schools in the mm-hmm. in Nebraska for soccer. So you had Dami Vieter who came straight from Iowa Western, JUCO right across the river. Dami Vieter there went mm-hmm. from JUCO to League One to the U.S. Open Cup final last week. So dream big, folks. Uh, you could be seeing some. You could be seeing some. Not necessarily local talent, but f- people that have come through the local channels. Yeah. So I have gotten a lot of their development in the Omaha. Or just just Nebraska in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll continue to do more coverage there, um, especially as playoff time rolls around. We'll try to cover as many of those games as we can. It's going to be exciting. If you haven't been to Warner Park yet, I suggest you go check it out. Check out mm. a Union Omaha game. We know it's a bit of a drive, but yes. you know <laughs> that's okay. But it's worth it. It is worth it. And hopefully, when that new stadium comes, if it comes, yeah, we'll see. Then it'll definitely be worth a checking. A check out. Uh, so yeah, so Union Omaha is getting down the stretch here. Looks like six games, five games left on their schedule. Three of them at home. Three of them at home. So you gotta like their chances going forward, right? Yeah, the, as long as they can, as long as they can take advantage of the home form. Um, you never want to. I always see when folks say like, "Oh, City's got how many games in hand," and they count those as just automatic wins and points. That's mm-hmm. the max that you're gonna get. So I don't want to sit here and say that's 12 points Union Omaha should be getting. But with the advantage, I mean, they've only lost twice at home this season. Outside of this season, they've really like they've they've made Warner Park a fortress at times. So they need to keep that uh, up in the latter stages. Of the season, especially with Greenville coming to town, who last time Greenville was in town and ended 2 0 Greenville. So, Union needs to take advantage of those 12 points, get as many of them as possible, keep themselves within touching distance of uh, the first first and second for those uh, for those first round buys into the playoffs. It also would be nice to, I know there's no trophy involved with it, but it'd be nice to, to go back to back as regular season champs, especially after the Open Cup this season, to, to be able to turn around from that and go. And take the regular season crown if they can, or win the playoffs. It's already a great year for Union Omaha, but it would just put the cherry on top. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So exciting things to look for on the professional side. We don't have a ton to cover professionally in Nebraska, but what we do have, we love. So Mm. we'll take what we can get. And so now just turning uh, our attention really quickly to the game of the week. I know we touched on it quickly, and you probably don't want to relive too much of it. I'm happy to. I'm happy to give credit where credit is due. This Creighton team is absolutely phenomenal. One of, and I know this is going to sound, one of the 
best Creighton teams I've ever seen. Yeah, and there's been some great Creighton teams yeah, that's in history, not, obviously. That's not, like, that's not taking anything lightly. Mm-hmm. This Creighton team is stupid good. Yeah, I think... I'm going to wait to hold off on saying they're the greatest Creighton team. Oh, they're not right now, but they could be. They could be. I'd say offensively, I mean, it's obvious that they're probably way up there. I mean, they. I think in terms of goals per game, I think they're about number three in the country right now. Uh, forward Duncan McGuire is tied for most goals in the country with six. And Giorgio Probo, the uh, transfer from Iowa Western, currently leads the nation in assists with six. So uh, they're clicking on all cylinders. I I have been trying to make it to every game I can, honestly, for them this year. I mean, their offense is just so much fun to watch. Even when they're not playing at their best, you know, as... Because going into the Omaha game, they kind of had a little bit of a, you know, a bad run of form, I guess you could say. They tied San Diego State, lost to St. Louis, tied Stanford... And even in those games where they weren't at their best, technically, they still scored five goals in that span. I mean, Creighton... If five goals in three games is your slump... Right. Goodness. You got to look out. I mean, Johnny Torres has done something amazing with this offense this season. Uh, They play at such a high tempo. They really, really, really like to have the ball. They press so well. Went out of possession. They really work hard. Their two midfielders, especially Charles Auguste and uh, Callum Watson, are fantastic in terms of keeping possession for the Blue Jays. And uh, I got to give credit to their wingbacks. I can't remember who's on the left side for them. I think it might be Jackson Castro, but I might. I'm probably wrong about that. On the right side, it's uh, I believe Dominic Briggs. Uh, both of them, though. Do such a great job of just covering space and getting up and down and you know hitting balls in the box for forwards like Duncan to uh, get on the end of. So it'll be fun to watch them going forward. And I think, honestly, don't write off Omaha yet. I think they're going to be fun to watch going forward. No, go, Canigli, games at Canigli this year are going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I've been really impressed, really impressed with Cuevas so far at right back. Yes, um, another Iowa Western. He's uh, been transfer. He's been sensational. Mm-hmm. I mean, dynamic, really entertaining fullbacks from Iowa Western seem to be a recurring. Apparently theme. so. Yeah, that seems to be La Masia across <laughs> the river over there. Um, they are once again ranked number one in the country for JUCO this year. Keep an eye on them as well. The not have some good players coming. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, St. Pillen's also fantastic. Absolutely um, great pickup for Donovan and Dowling in his first season. I did have the uh, the Derby on the prompter screen up at the Union Omaha last night, so I was keeping track. And there weren't a whole lot of positives for Union or for UNO to take out of a six-one thumping in a Derby. One of them, I think, is Nathaniel Sala. I think he's a fantastic mm-hmm. goalkeeper. That save that he made to tip it onto the crossbar was. World class. Oh, he had several world class saves. He's a sensational. Goal. I've seen him. I've seen him play live a couple of times now. Saw him in the Summit League tournament last season uh, down in Macomb, and he is. He's not just a really good shot stopper, but he's a really good backfield general. Mm-hmm. I think he does a very good job commanding his box and communicating with his backline. I think any young goalkeeper, between going to see Salah, going to see Cruz, going to see. Some of the fantastic women's uh, goalkeepers that we've got in the region. Yes. Uh, and then, obviously, you've got Nuhu and Piedrahita 
out at Union Omaha. There's there's some sensational goalkeepers that you could learn from. So go mm-hmm. sit pitch side, see if you can pick up on some of the as you know. Obviously, young goalkeepers listening, I'm going to be giving you a lot of advice as a former goalkeeper myself. Listen and try and take as much of their communication as possible because every single goalkeeper in this area that I've seen so far, Bellevue women's, Bellevue men's, UNO, Creighton, every yep. like they're all very good at commanding their box. And we've got a, we've got a really good local crop of goalkeepers that you could learn from. So mm-hmm. take as much, take advantage of it. Yeah. I know. I just want to say really quickly that it's easy for us to sit here and highlight, you know, Union Omaha and the Creighton uh, and Omaha soccer teams. Cause you know, they play at the highest level for, you know, their competition. Well, sorry. They play, prof- Union Omaha plays professionally and, you know, Creighton and Omaha play D1, very high level soccer. And so it's easy to always concentrate on those. But through all levels of the game here in Nebraska, you know, NAIA, D1, D2, men's, women's, either side, there's extremely high-level soccer at all levels. Oh, yeah. And we will be doing our best to cover, you know, as much as we can across the board. Because, I mean, these players really, you know, put in so much work, have so much dedication to their craft. They deserve the recognition. They deserve the recognition, exactly. So we'll be looking forward to that coming forward. Uh, There's plenty of content. You know, we'll uh, we'll have an exciting season ahead of us, I believe. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. Stay tuned. Uh, follow follow the pod on Twitter. I don't have the handle off the top of my head, but I've got my handle Owen underscore Godberson. Jack Hova. I'm Jack pretty sure. Underscore H O V A. Yes, yep. you can follow us. You can find us. Just look up Nebraska Soccer Talk on Instagram or Twitter or Spotify. We have a TikTok, I guess. We haven't really done much with it, but you know, oh, maybe so I got we'll, a TikTok dance. We so. got a <laughs> yeah. We're going to go viral for that. It'll, it'll happen. But, uh, yeah, uh, give us a follow on social media. Thanks for listening this week. It's been a little bit of a short one, but we're just getting back into the swing of things and looking forward to get going. Yeah, talk to you guys soon. Uh, support your local team, whatever, yes. whoever that local team is, and uh, talk to you guys later. Adios.